0: They said to model for a sculpturist, it was a four-hour job, and they said you can't be claustrophobic. But the whole claustrophobic thing, I was like, I'm not claustrophobic. I don't know, I don't mind elevators. Like, I didn't think anything of it. Guys, it's a cast of your head. So all these layers go on me. They then say, okay, we'll put the straws in. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I am, in fact, claustrophobic. And that's how I found out. Hey, everybody. It's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Exaggerated. Really glad that you're here. I uh, This is the first time that we're recording the pod at night. Um, we are, as in myself, and all the people that live up here, baby, we're doing it. Um, I just had a show, so I'm a little, like, energized, and um, whenever I do stand-up, or any kind of performance, even when I do sketch or or even if I if I tape sometimes an audition like late at night or something or, or any time, I get energized after it. There's like this really fantastic uh, release that comes from like being done doing the creative thing. Like it's always so fun. To do the creative thing but it's also really fun to be done with it and be proud of it and you know so i had a, sh- a stand-up show tonight and it was so fun um went and did a set great crowd great comedians just so fun everybody chatting and hanging out it's it's so great um i really do get such a high from performing and um, now i'm home and i have a little inch of wine and i don't drink when i perform um not as like a purposeful practice or anything i just never really think about it and sometimes afterwards I'll have a drink Um, but I always think like I had a friend that uh, one time booked this like TV audition this is years ago and I remember her being like um, I went I was so nervous about the audition and I went to a bar and just like took a shot to like take the nerves down and then she ended up booking the role and I always found that so funny because I'm like I feel like that's what would happen to me like I'd be like oh I'm just gonna have a glass of wine and then do this audition and I'm super superstitious so I feel like I would do the audition and then if I book the show I would be like just a little bit of wine before each audition and that's 100% a slippery slope into alcohol dependency right like so I try to never drink um before I perform or anything um also because like I just don't like – I don't know. I'm not the kind of person that really likes feeling drunk, which I know is probably weird. Um, I like the buzz of people and a party and like one to two drinks, like a bubbly – I like to feel bubbly, not drunk, if I am drinking. But when I'm on stage, I just like to be – I want to bring all the anxiety with me. I don't want to feel too relaxed and confident and feeling myself. (laughs) What if I – I just start slurring through the pod, no. So I have my little inch of wine because I, it's too late to have coffee and I feel like I have to have something with you guys. So this is our first, guys, it's episode eight and we're sharing a glass of wine together. And I know a lot of you listen to this at like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and a lot of you that listen to it don't drink at all. So if you're listening to this at night with a drink, cheers. If you're listening to this in the morning with your coffee, cheers um, I'm still trying to figure out what the best time to record this is what the best you know mood is. it's hard I read something the other day that said let the plan dictate what you do next not your mood and like not to sound like a basic bitch over here screenshot and Pinterest quotes but that's so true because it's so difficult to wake up into motivation and to wake up into creativity and to wake up into you know like I don't know any comedian or artist or actor that wakes up and is like I'm so funny oh my god 8 a.m I don't even need a coffee a substance anything I'm just the shit I'm the best like I don't think anybody's doing that so I think um to kind of have a plan Um, with the podcast is is what I follow because sometimes I'm not in the mood or or things come up like right now I'm doing this at night because in a couple days we're traveling I actually ended up um, booking some work for this week so which is great news I'm thrilled I always want work send me jobs guys television film voiceover uh creative pursuits comedy anyway um and so I really won't have time this week to do it so I was like oh let me do a little night pod and then I just came home from my show and I looked at my husband and I was like I should do the pod now like I'm I'm buzzing I feel alive um so yeah a little bit more on that when I leave a show sometimes like it's crazy I could be so so tired doing the show or going to the show or oh my god it's gonna be hard because before every show let me let me Clarify this before every show, no matter how big or small, I would rather pass away in a ditch alone with Elton John playing in my ears, giving up on my dreams. Like my body, that's how my body reacts. My body tells me, Don't do it. You're not funny. You're an imposter. No one wants to hear from you. This isn't interesting. Like that's just the intrusive thoughts that happen before a show. And I'm so nervous that I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to. Oh my God. I'm not going to remember the jokes. I'm not going to. Um, I wrote them. They're, I'm pretty sure the stories are probably going to be in my head. But that's kind of the the energy that I like sometimes have inside me. Um, and I have to tell myself that's not true. That's not helpful. That's not creative. Um, so thankfully I'm a brave person and I just always get on the stage anyway and it usually goes great or it, it, it's fun or it's you know even when you bomb in comedy it's kind of fun like there's something fun this is insane because no comic is like oh my god yes I want to bomb but there's something really fun about just taking that L and being like that didn't go well I completely bombed you're still in it you're still creative there's still probably a couple comics on the side like oh I did like that one joke or oh I see where you were going with that like it stand up especially is so much about the conversation with the audience and building on the stories building on the jokes letting things um, really grow over time and I find some of my favorite jokes or some of my best jokes are you're sort of written over the years as you experience something new maybe somebody in the audience calls something out maybe you're in a in a different type of mood and and you might give a, a quick tag that's ends up sticking with you for years like that's all part of it so just the performance aspect is always so freeing and so fun and as soon as I take the mic and I'm on the stage that feeling of I don't know how to do it I can't do it I shouldn't be here who am I what's going on completely goes away um and it ends up being always such a fun time uh so so then after the show i'm just but you know usually i'm energized like a lot of times um depending on where i am but usually i'm very energized after the show and i'm even if it didn't go well sometimes if it doesn't go well you don't get that energy shift and that sucks because it feels like you it's like in acting in acting when you're creating a character you can get to a certain with the process i use you get to a certain depth with that character and you feel that release into into that art form and into playing that character and there are times when you'll self sabotage yourself and you won't go as far as you know you can go with that script or that character and you don't get that release and that sucks it sucks so bad when you when you have an in person audition and you don't get that release in the room um oh god it sucks because you're like oh like at least with the self-tape you know you're taping it yourself you can look back and be like oh i didn't feel the release but i see how it's working on camera like it's a different thing what you're feeling while you're taping the audition and what you're watching back are different things um on camera acting is really really small and and um Anything you're thinking is just is just caught in that moment. Um, so sometimes you cannot feel that release, but it's there in the work when you when you look at the the tape. But um, with comedy, if you're on stage and it's live and you don't get that release, you kind of this is probably. Um, I mean, this is not advice. This is just like for what I my experience is the only way to then shake out of that funk of not feeling that release is to perform again. And if you don't have like a bunch of shows that week or a show every night or like right now, I'm um, not doing as many shows as I would have done before I had my daughter, before the pandemic um, and whatnot. So sometimes if I don't feel that release or I don't feel, you know, that that kick, um, I have to wait until the next show. And sometimes that's like a week away or sometimes there's other things or important things in between that. Um, And that's when. I don't know that's when you I think you have to go back to your toolbox and kind of figure out um, what works for you what you need like I'm super lucky because I have the cutest little baby daughter at home so if I don't get that release I wake up in the morning and I get to, to you're I'm so present because I'm with a child that I kind of can cheat a little bit because I'm like oh my god I'm so in this moment I'm so present I'm having coffee with my perfect uh, amazing daughter and she's gonna do something so cute or so funny and like it, it doesn't matter anymore that I bombed last night or whatever um so anyway tonight went well it was really fun um and I'm grateful for all the shows I get and I um, yeah I'm excited now that, that we're we're home doing this I have so much uh fun stories for you guys today some some stuff from like ages ago like that i was just um randomly thinking about um a friend showed a picture on her instagram a few days ago and it sparked the funniest craziest story of how i learned uh i was claustrophobic so that is coming up for sure um and because I don't know I guess you don't know you're claustrophobic until you're in a situation where you need to find that out so more on that soon um and then I do have a mouse update for you if I don't forget I'm saying I have a mouse update for you if it's not there I promise to um individually text each of you and let you know what it is um what else oh I made are you guys seeing all over the internet those like smash burgers people are taking like tortillas putting ground beef on them frying them like ground beef sized down and then like making like taco burgers they they call them tacos because they're like the shape of a taco but and I guess because it's a tortilla but it doesn't it's not like a cheeseburger so I made Big Mac smash tacos or whatever it was called I don't know what made me I don't usually follow a ton of recipes on Instagram but something about this I saw this recipe it said Big Mac and when I saw the picture it was like I had smell-o-vision in my reels it I could smell the burger it took me straight back to a McDonald's inside a Walmart that my aunt used to take us to and we thought it was just the biggest treat in the world to have McDonald's and they used to have triple cheeseburgers at this McDonald's. Oh my God, it's the best! It was so good. Um, But anyway, so it was Big Mac, smash taco. So it was a tortilla spread with ground beef, fried in the pan. Flip it back over, uh, melt cheese. They want. They said American cheese. I couldn't do it. I can't do American cheese. Um, I can do American cheese from like a deli because I think I let it just finesse my brain that it's from a deli that it's not the same processed cheese food but when I'm in the store buying sliced cheese and the and I'm I'm not a perfect organic crunchy eater at all um, but there's something about it when I buy the sliced cheese if it says processed cheese food I can't get past it I don't understand it I feel like it's made out of plastic I don't know why it exists I feel like there's other accessible cheeses like no one you know like i understand low price foods exist and convenience foods exist and are important for a million different reasons i use a ton of them but i can't get behind processed cheese food i i can't it's too much so i replaced it with cheddar and now i'm just glad that you guys know how many details that was like seven sentences about the cheese that I put on this specific Instagram recipe. And I know what you're thinking. There's some of you going, interesting. I also hate American cheese. There's some of you saying, don't hate on American cheese. What did it ever do to you? Have empathy. And then there's some of you saying, why is this trick still talking about American cheese? Anyway, tortilla, burger, American cheese, all melted, juicy, gorgeous. Lettuce, chopped onion, pickle. Wait for it. Big Mac sauce. And this lovely woman on Instagram's recipe for Big Mac sauce. Oh, it tasted more like a Big Mac than a Big Mac's Big Mac. Okay. The Big Mac sauce at McDonald's stole the recipe from this woman, I think. It was so spot on. And it was like, oh, what was in it? It was like a little bit of mustard, mayo, relish sweet relish that's the, the trick some chopped onion there was no ketchup I thought there was ketchup in Big Mac sauce there's not a little vinegar what else oh my god I'll, I'll repost the reel on my Instagram so follow me on Instagram so you can see that reel and also other very important things anyway it was so delicious it tasted just like a Big Mac I recommend it make them just give over to the McDonald's in your life um I (laughs) I got permission to talk about this I will say that from a start any of my friends that listen um I hope they get excited when I say I got permission to talk about this because I hope they're like "Ooh, I hope it's my unhinged story um no I got permission to talk about this my friend is currently dating it's a male um and he's lovely very cute very smart he's single so ladies if you're single and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a man about thirty, you know, mid thirties, um, you know, uh, active, cute, funny, nice, family man, wants marriage, wants kids. I, I've got one for you, so hit me up and and I'll I'll give you his number. Um, but anyway, so he was he was over and telling us about his dates and telling my husband and I. Telling us about his, um, I like this girl and this is why I like this one. And, and he's on the apps and stuff. And I met my husband right before dating apps. So I'm fascinated by dating apps. And like that annoying girl that's like, can I just look at it? Because when I was actively dating, you had to just like, if people didn't call you or you didn't get their number, like you just never heard from them again. And there was no way. Or you like found them on Facebook, I guess, which is the idea of that is mortifying now. Um, but so he was like talking about these girls and he, um oh, excuse me, it's, it's late guys. It's past my bedtime. um, But he was like messaging these girls and it was such an interesting thing because he is like smart, funny, down to earth, has no reason to really change any way that he's talking to these people. He's, hey, how are you? Would you like to get a drink? Would you like to get dinner? Like it is simple enough. But it's so fascinating to me um, thinking about Like confidence, and when we're dating, and like, so this person would be completely confident a lot of the time. They're good at their job, they've got a good job, they've got a supportive family. Like, there's a million scenarios, both personally and professionally, that they would feel confident in. But there was this girl that he liked, and he was like, I'm gonna write a message. And you know, I didn't message her yet because I was traveling and I didn't want, and he was so like worried about saying the right thing, right? So he ends up like, He ends up writing these texts that sound like he's writing fourth-grade chapter books. Like, they're the longest, most perfect sentences. And it's like, hey, so-and-so, this is so-and-so, um you know, been swamped at work and still need to find time to pick up groceries, period. Anyway, was wondering if you wanted to grab a drink as it says in your profile that you're into hanging at dive bars, comma, LOL, exclamation point. Like it wasn't obviously the exact text, but it was just like the most like proper, sweet. And one of the texts that he said, he said the word sojourn. And he said, I love, if the person's listening, I love you so much. But like, he was like, oh, here's what, he's like, this girl, long story longer, he goes out with this girl. The first date was a little wobbly. They didn't like super click, but he was still kind of into her, wanted to give it another chance. Thinks she's really cool. Thinks she's perfect on paper. Doesn't know much about her because it was only the one date. Then he went traveling. So he didn't talked to her for like maybe two or three weeks but he had said I'll get back to you when I'm back in town type of thing so he ends up this is before he asked me or anyone else if it was like okay to text this like because sometimes he'll text me and be like is this weird to say and I think ultimately well I'll get into it in a second but anyway so he ends up writing to this girl hey (laughs) so-and-so it's so funny to me he was like hey so-and-so back from my blank sojourn um was look you know would love to meet up and make the second date better than the first like it was just this awkward ridiculous text and I said to him I said you don't even talk like that you don't even and he said but she reads a lot and I want it to sound smart so I said sojourn and honestly that's so sweet and I'm laughing at him only because like You know you think somebody's like so confident or so with it and like everybody just wants to be loved They just want to meet someone good and he was intimidated by this girl. He was like, oh, she's so pretty She's so smart Like let me try to use all these big fancy words and try to like make this perfect text and like at the end of the day So she didn't answer him and he was like, well, why didn't she answer me? And I was like because it kind of sounds like you're gonna cut her up and keep her in the freezer after the date you used way too much punctuation, way too many sentences. And now I know people are going to come for me and be like, oh my God, but you want a nice guy who's going to be real. And you shouldn't play games. No, you shouldn't play games. But let's remember when you're dating people, when you're first, first meeting people, I think it's okay to keep a little bit of yourself kind of covered up a bit, a little bit, like let them get to know you a little, because you don't know what their experience is of people And women nowadays literally go on a date and take mace with them and share their location with their girlfriend because they're worried they're going to get killed. So it's like if you already kind of didn't hit it off perfectly and you're sending this follow up text, maybe just a, hey, would you want to try a second date and grab a drink is enough because the minute that she's already wondering, did it not go well? Did it go well? Was it because of him? Was it because of me? She's already kind of not super into this like now you're adding that you're apparently a person who uses the word sojourn in a casual text message she's probably gonna be like I'm tired from work and this feels like there's a lot going on now once there's been two or three dates and she gets to know you and she understands you're the kind of person that would write with pen and quill the word sojourn sure live it up be be you for real but like at the beginning like just be super general let people put their own sauce on it i don't know that's like my my quick dating advice is just do less be so 100 percent you that you would never use the word sojourn because you're just being yourself and you're being normal you're just you send in a text do less Anyway, so yeah, I got a single guy, guys, if you need one. Um, <laughs> the um, Oh, I'll give you the mouse update really quick because it's short and stupid, but people have been asking about it. We haven't seen a mouse. Um, the exterminator kept coming back. We kept seeing these mice. We kept seeing droppings. We purchased these little bags. Oh, God, I'm going to forget what they're called. Some kind of like all natural. It's called like something Tom- it's this all natural like baggy it looks like an oatmeal packet and it smells very fragrant and you put them where you've seen the mice and a friend's uh, a friend told my husband about this and said oh get these things we used these they really worked Um, and we have not seen a mouse since using them so it's called like Oh, shoot. I'm going to want to look that up. Um, I'll put it on YouTube. So watch this episode on YouTube if you want to know what the mice thing is. Or just go on YouTube to this video, episode 8, and um, I'll have it in the description. It's something Tom. We got them on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Um, all natural, safe around kids, safe around pets. And we just kind of put them wherever we saw the mice. And you like hide them. Like we threw one under the stove. We threw one behind one of the cabinets where we'd been seeing mice. And we've not seen a mouse since. So... I'm not saying that the exterminators and their poison and showing up weekly wasn't working, but these things are proving kind of worthy. Um, If you guys hear a lot of cars, it's because I'm near the highway and at night, um, people have a really silly time racing their cars up and down the highway and I don't know why they do that. Um, So I will tell you the story about how I found out I was claustrophobic because I was thinking about it the other day. So a friend of mine shared totally randomly my friend shared a picture of a statue. And the statue is of, it's like a sculpture by this artist, Carol Fuhrman. Um, and she's an incredible sculpture artist. And I didn't even remember, really, that, that these existed. But it's these statues, and they're essentially like women in swimsuits holding beach balls with swim caps on. And her work is showcased all over the world. I did a job that was considered a modeling job at the time. Um, And it was to model for an artist. I had done things like that in the past to be drawn, to just be the shape of something. And um, they said to model for a sculpturist. It was a four-hour job. Um, I'm just trying to put no sauce on it. Like This was how the job was presented to me I remember I got paid four hundred dollars it was for four hours I was going to be and they said you can't be claustrophobic that was it and they said you're going to model for a sculpturist so I'm like I don't know you could sit there they could sculpt you you could but the whole claustrophobic thing I was like I'm not claustrophobic I don't know I don't mind elevators like I didn't think anything of it apparently I had never been in a situation to be claustrophobic before so I arrive at the studio the artist is fantastic this woman carol she was a little eccentric but who isn't and she introduces me to this other person this is 150 years ago guys um so i'm remembering like bits and bobs so the statue that my friend shared was one of these women this woman's statues so i was like oh my god i remember i modeled for one of these statues now apparently she sculpted all the bodies the same like they're just these like slim women in bikinis our bodies were not the modeling part it was just a cast of our faces guys you can't be claustrophobic it's a cast of your head i've never had a cast even on my toe so I get there, I'm so naive and stupid and I just need $400. So I'm like, "Hi, I'm here to." Model. They said, "Once again, are you claustrophobic?" I said, "No, and not at all. Not at all. I came up here in the elevator. I'm fine." Why I think elevators and claustrophobia? What movie did I see that told me that, right? So I sit for the artist. She goes, "Oh, here, you could put this on." She hands me a gold string bikini. Okay. She's like, "Oh, but it's just uh the job is only from the shoulders up, so this is just so none of the the clay and cast gets on your clothes." I'm going to have to dig up these pictures to share them because I was so afraid. I took pictures of the whole process. Basically, I sat down and they started putting essentially like a face mask on me. So they cover my whole face, they start to cover my neck, they start to cover my chest they put a swim cap on me they start to cover the back of my head with this goop the goop hardens they stick I can't believe this is in hindsight telling this story this is insane I should have been like can I please leave I don't need four hundred dollars so already for the first step I'm like oh god how long is this going to take and in my head I'm like they said four hours is it a real four hours is it actually 10 oh my god then the guy puts on the next layer so it's like this layer of this plastic apparently it's like what they make like prosthetics out of um or like how they cast like hollywood faces or you know whatever to do like crazy prosthetic makeup so all these layers go on me they then say okay we'll put the straws in guys they put straw to a straw up each nostril And then they put the stuff over my mouth because they had to cast my lips, my face. Now, remember, what she needed for the statue was the face. So my mouth is now covered. There are straws I'm breathing out of. They start to lay proper like you know like paper mache wet strips that's the only way I could think about it now I'm feeling this happening I'm not watching this happening until I saw the pictures afterwards they essentially hard casted my head like you would cast a leg my whole head my eyes my mouth I'm only breathing out of two straws I said I'm like okay I could talk for most of the time until they covered my mouth and I'm getting a little nervous I'm like how long does it take I don't really like the straws I was being communicative because I was like super nervous the guy that was doing it all of a sudden covers my mouth sticks the the straws in, puts the, I'm calling it paper mache because I don't know what else to call it. Whatever casts are made out of, heavy, hard casts. They cover my head with that. The guy then says, All right, I'll be back. I literally start, mm, 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 <laughs> because I was like, I can't be left alone. I need somebody to talk to me. I need someone to distract me. I needed someone to tell me this entire time you're okay, you're safe, you can stay calm. I, don't know how I stayed cool. All I know is I maybe I didn't want to embarrass my agent or I didn't want to embarrass myself. But I was literally like, mm, 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 mm. so the guy ends up sitting with me. Thank God they played some music. I was like, OK, one song at a time. I'm timing songs. My like, songs are like two and a half minutes. Absolute nightmare. I'm clearly extremely claustrophobic. I know this now. Um, but my face is on one of these statues somewhere. So if you see them, um, say hi to me because I was paid $400 for a near-death experience. I'll find the the pictures and share them on Instagram. But I am, in fact, claustrophobic, and that's how I found out in arguably the most traumatic way you can find out. Um, cool. You guys are awesome. Uh, I've got the ick of the day and the love of the day, and then we are out of here. Um, the ick is when people like big-time you. Like, do you know what I mean when I say this? Like, when people are like, I understand you want to lead with confidence. You got to fake it till you make it, especially in the entertainment industry. I get it. But don't big time me. I hate when people like call for me to do an audition or do a show. And instead of just being like, hey, what's up? We're all creators. We're all producers. We're all collaborators. We're all directors. Let's do this thing. This is what I can offer. This is what you can offer. Those are the best jobs. Those are the best shows. Those are the best collaborations. Be cool meet people where they're at connect with people and just be real i hate when people are like oh hey how are you i just produced a blah, 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 and i just directed it and i just did it And you're just like stop like or you ask them oh where um how much does a show pay oh well it doesn't pay a lot but you know shows nowadays don't really pay a lot so you're asking a lot if you're asking to get paid a lot and you're like all i asked was how much it paid like when you're trying to big time someone like that and act you know fancy and act like you know all this stuff all you're doing is showing that you know nothing acting cool collected listening being like I don't know the answer to that question or you know is always better so don't big time people I oh that's a huge ick I hate that um, and then what I love is um, Sunday dinner parties. I haven't had friends over in a Sunday in so long. Sundays I feel like people are always like, "Oh my god, we're we're busy the next day. You're getting ready for work." But I've been trying harder to use my entire Sunday instead of just gearing up for the next week. I'm like, "No, I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to go, you know, uh, to a friend's house for dinner or meet a friend for a quick drink or a quick cup of tea out of the house." Like I want to extend I don't want to just make Sunday a prep day for monday so i've been loving using my whole sunday taking my daughter to the park a little later having friends over for dinner we had friends over um a, a few nights ago for a friend's uh, birthday party and it was just like a six to eight thirty thing it didn't have to be that crazy and it was awesome it really just like put such a cap on the weekend and it was so nice to be like oh yeah this is life work is important The nine to five is important. The weekday, the money is important. But also people and relationships in life is the most important. I'm so glad you guys are listening to this. Um, Let me know what you like. Let me know what you hate. Um, Follow me on Instagram. And I adore you all. It's all a little bit exaggerated. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Tmolynn. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.